Hello, hello, and welcome to our Academy Discovery Healing Series. I'm Amanda Hopkins, and I'm your hostess. We are navigating this brilliant journey of soul and body convergence, where we're really opening up and moving more and more fully into the vibrational experience, embodiment, and essence of your heightened soul being. So just really allowing yourself to settle in your heart and start to feel into that. Start to open to that. Anything that you might be holding on to that's not allowing you to settle and just really be fully present in this space. Just allow yourself to breathe and release that out. I'm so glad that you're here with us today because we really are seeking to expand and take you into that experience Experience where you're accessing in the cells of your body the full wisdom and mastery of your expanded consciousness. You know, it's in that expansion that you can access the fullness of your mystical, magical, radiant, true nature that exists beyond space and time so that you can actually open your body up to that activating that energy, that light, that soul mastery within you as your physicality. And that is where you are then able to experience more freedom, joy, vitality, light, energy in your body and really come into that greater space of your own natural, innate, inherent, unique expression. And so as we come together in the sacred times of communion on the call throughout this series, there's an invitation. And that invitation is for you to really open up to the sacredness of you in a way that you're calling those vibrant light energies through your body more and more fully, deepening that expression so that your body is animating that pure soul expression in your physicality and then radiating that out into the world, expressing that out right? Allowing you to be that authentic uh, expression, vision, eminence, essence of you. And so today, um, we have such a brilliant opportunity to explore some of those magical energies. And we're going to hear more about that from Jean Ang, who is our featured expert here today. And let me share with you just a little bit about Gene. Um, you know, he's got his healing and shamanic practice where um, you know, he's teaching seminars, working with people, um, and I know he's been with us here before and has such a brilliant uh, capacity to integrate the science, spirituality, and healing. Um, really, really beautiful bringing that all together. Jean travels throughout the U.S. internationally, facilitating healing sessions, workshops, all Largely, you know, um, we often hear him speaking about the Arcturian healing method and the Arcturian energies, and that's going to be part of what what is coming forward today. And this is a modality that he created as a synthesis of his studies in healing. Jean has a BA from Stanford in human biology and philosophy, religious studies, and was formally trained as a neurobiologist at Yale where he earned his doctorate in basic mechanisms of how the brain develops, followed by a postdoctoral fellowship on how ultrasound can affect 
the developing cerebral cortex. And after that postdoctoral fellowship, Jean decided to step into the role of facilitator of healing in order to directly interact with helping people. And I know I'm so grateful that you did, Jean, and I know you all are as well. And so most of Jean's work centers around the use of subtle energy to help align the subtle energy body, which we're going to hear a little bit more about. Um, its channels, meridians, and energy centers to help restore balance and harmony so that healing can occur, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. And so Gene doesn't see himself as the healer, but simply as part of the interconnectedness that occurs when facilitator, client, and source, God, love, you know, whatever your your um, word is for that, that greater essence of self and source energy interact to bring healing forth. And so, Jean, welcome, and thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, hi, Amanda. Yeah, and hi, everyone. So it's great to be here. It's also, you know, in a sense, like you said, great to be back. It seems like uh, time uh, just instantly <laughs> comes with, like, uh, yesterday uh, that we were talking uh, before. So, um, yeah, it's wonderful to be here. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I'm really excited. We're, you know, we're going to dive into talking about um, the rainbow body and rainbow light frequencies. And, uh, so I'm excited to get into that. And also wanted to let all of you know that Jean is going to be taking um, questions live today. So if you want to get some support, if there's something you're going through, you've got an issue that you'd like a little support with, you can press star two to raise your hand um, and we'll bring you on the line. You can share briefly what that is that you'd like some support with. And um, Jean's going to bring forward some Arcturian healing method frequencies for that issue. And that'll support you and it'll also support the group. I always love that, um, you know, when, when one of you brings something forward, it really serves the, the greater whole. So if you have something you're wanting some support with, don't hesitate. Go ahead and press star two, raise your hand, and we'll, we'll get to those shortly. Um, now before we get there though, Jean, I'd love to have you just to, to share with us first, you know, about the rainbow body. How did you come to open up to even recognize the rainbow body and what is it? Yeah, I think that's a great insight just to ask that question because um, it is something that, you know, But I think, like, uh, like say, uh, you know, when the 
sort of the cutting edge of what I'm uh, sort of uh, saying or doing. And so that's why I sort of brought it up here for this talk that I wanted to share sort of where I'm at and also for the practices and then how different higher meetings where it's like the Arcturians, maybe like different guys that people have here ask or you know, intend with the I'm so sorry. I at first it sounded good, and then just towards the end there, I I started to lost. I didn't hear what you said towards the end there. Okay, uh, is it um, still clear now? But yeah, now it is. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think the last piece was I said that now it's beginning to crystallize more exactly for myself uh, what it is, how to do it, and that um, now it's also something that uh, working with different higher beings that they can inform uh, both my own path. And I think with people with the different spiritual contexts that they have uh, now having kind of a framework, which we'll go over, they can also uh, ask or work with the spiritual forces uh, they work with in order to sort of develop this alchemical uh, transformation in their subtle bodies. So with the rainbow body, um, why is it called the rainbow body? Does it does it look like different colors? Like, you know, where does that come from? Yeah, yeah. So a little bit about the framework. So the idea, and this does come up from sort of a well-mapped out um, framework in the Tibetan Buddhist uh, yogic system. But like I was mentioning, you can see in esoteric Christianity, maybe the resurrection body of Christ or Jesus mm -hmm. is a form of this. But the idea kind of to make it simple is we have the idea of like an awakened state. We're probably returning back to, you know, a natural state that we have uh, before maybe even we incarnated, maybe in the spirit world, or that we're trying to remember, uh, you know, our divine self. And that can occur at three levels, and this is kind of where the rainbow body fits in. So you could have an awakened consciousness, so like your mind can uh, remember that state of maybe we call it non-duality or unity. Uh, then, But we do have other subtle bodies. So let's say our energy body, just to make that simple, is another one of our subtle bodies. So when you achieve an awakened state and are able to infuse your energy body, your etheric or pranic body, with sort of that divine light, then you could call that like a, an awakened etheric or an awakened um, pranic or energy body. And then finally, we also have, of course, a physical body. And that physical body can also achieve an awakened state. So you could achieve these different awakened states um, at different times. So someone could have an awakened um, kind of consciousness, but maybe the divine light hasn't fully infused their uh, etheric body or their physical body. So when the physical body is fully infused or awakened with divine light, that's what would be considered, you know, this termed rainbow body. So it's sort of like the physical cells themselves have been uh, so filled or transformed with divine light that they really uh, are kind of a different uh, physical almost substance. Mm. So does that, does that change the way that the aura appears um, then to, to, to the, you know, for somebody who maybe perceives that or sees that, or even, um, you know, just the feeling tone of someone's aura, does that then completely shift 
like it all shifts the the cells of the body actually change their chemical structure the aura then changes to reflect that yeah exactly so um so the etheric like you're saying maybe we would call that like so the because the etheric is so close to the physical um the etheric probably would change first and then the physical like actually the physical cells uh so maybe to uh, fill out that framework so it's usually easier to transform, uh, you know, the consciousness just right. because of the, the density keeps going down, then the etheric. And then the last thing that um, takes kind of the most time, this could be over incarnations, uh, so it doesn't have to necessarily be within one incarnation. So you could almost like um, continue where you left off, which I think all of us are sort of doing uh-huh. that. That's why we kind of uh-huh. got interested in the spiritual path at some point, probably even earlier than maybe our peers. And so people probably weren't really sure what we were doing, you know, when we were a teenager or in college. Or, but uh, anyway, uh, back to this kind of story. Um, so yes, so the if you're clairvoyant, you may see a lot of bright colors in the person, and of course this is a process. So as they're going to transform their physical, and then after a while the physical actually looks bright. The physical body, the physical cells are actually holding more light. And then as a technical term, the rainbow body, a lot of it's demonstrated at the time of death, uh, physical death or physical passing. And there's basically three forms of the rainbow body that have been even documented now in modern times. So they call it the great rainbow body. So what will happen is like a yogic practitioner will go into seclusion when they kind of are sensed they're going to leave their physical body because they don't want anything to disturb this kind of final alchemical process. And basically the great rainbow body, when like their, uh, maybe their students or the people associated taking care of them kind of go into the room afterwards, there's no physical body there anymore. So it kind of went directly from the physical into the spiritual, like into light. So that's, they call that the great rainbow body. Then there's like a small rainbow body and that's where the practitioner, when they come back in to see after they've passed from their physical body, it's like a, they've shrunken. They could even shrink to like the size of a doll, like one or two feet. So they didn't quite go all the way uh, from physical to light, but their consciousness is, of course, passed. And then finally, there's what's called the subtle rainbow body. And that's uh, where the practitioner is, uh, the only thing left is hair, nails, and teeth. Uh, so it's kind of these more... Uh, collagenous uh, substances, but everything else transformed right into light. So it's pretty amazing, and, and you can see how maybe like in other traditions, uh, like there's a Tamil, a Tamil uh, version of the rainbow body, there's a Taoist version, and of course when we think about Jesus and the resurrection, and they even have that shroud of Turin where maybe he, um, in that physical incarnation, went directly into a, like the great version of the rainbow body. And so, and then that uh, explosion of light imprinted that shroud. If anyone's ever seen the shroud of Turin, which um, supposedly is the imprint of Jesus's body. Wow! So <laughs> that's really fascinating to actually be so light that the body ceases to exist, you know, after, after passing or moving, you know, returning, I I guess you would say, um, to that, that soul light space, that light energy. So um, with that, 
you know, I guess then that becomes the question, you know, what do we start to do? (laughs) What do we start Mm -hmm. to do to lighten up ourselves, to bring that light more fully in and start to awaken that rainbow body within ourselves at whatever level that we are wanting to call that forward? Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly the personal question that I think I was dealing with, you could call grappling with um, and trying to understand is, uh, like, why am I getting interested in this? Like, uh, mm-hmm. first, would I ever really want that? And then second, it seems such like a, uh, even fantastical, like, a, or maybe at least a super high level. It's sort of maybe you're like a tennis player and then you see uh, people who like win six Wimbledons and you're like, oh, like, Maybe what's what's great about that is uh, maybe one day, you know, that person will win their Wimbledon and they have that kind of motivation. Or you can at least see what's humanly possible. So kind of in this metaphor, now back to this sort of more uh, energetic consciousness idea of the rainbow body. Uh, maybe some people hearing this, they remember uh, times, maybe even in another incarnation where they had already been familiar with that, were working with it in a different way. And now they're kind of, oh, yeah, that's actually what I'm doing, maybe in a modern way, maybe not necessarily in a Buddhist path or it's their own path. And uh, a lot of times you don't actually see – the person looks very normal, these people who achieve rainbow body, when they're in their physical incarnation. They don't know they're – they're almost like hidden yogis. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then at the very end, they sort of demonstrate kind of exactly how far they've come. But um, what it can do for us, people hearing this, maybe even for the first time, uh, at least consciously, is that it's exactly what you said, like how can we lighten up? Because the process is like a process of transforming. You could say starting from your consciousness, which maybe we call that the astro-emotional body, to the etheric body, to then finally even the physical body can hold divine light. We can do those practices you know, wherever we are and benefit from them on a day-to-day basis because it is a process of infusing yourself with more light and becoming lighter, and therefore you have those characteristics of that lightness now. Uh, so it's, And then the rainbow body demonstration is just sort of like a, a part of the path. It's sort of like the, maybe an, an achievement level, but it's really the path, the process that, that matters. Yeah, I love that. You know, um, I think about anything that we do where we seek to, like you said, I love the idea of tennis, you know, where you seek to attain a certain goal or or um, get to mastery. There are certain practices that you do consistently that most of the time when you're working on the fundamentals, it's not even working on kind of the final end game. It's more of working on a certain technique or, um, you know, working on the consistent things that keep you in shape or or that kind of thing and so I love this whole idea of it's like what am I doing in the day-to-day that helps me to bring more light in so you know then the question becomes Jean well if I'm working to lighten up does it always feel light because in my experience the answer to that's no but what have you witnessed for people yeah exactly and, and we can kind of go over like a little bit more than the degree of like what are what the practices are because yeah. Those, I think, have been kept more hidden, and uh, they are slightly, um, slowly being kind of opened up, like as all um, kind of maybe inner teachings are now, and this is kind of the beauty of the age we're in. But so just to answer the question you say, because I think what you asked was very important, is a lot of it is a process of purifying. It's a little bit, and this is actually 
both metaphoric and actually literal. It's like taking an ore of a metal and uh, like uh, basically melting it down. And then you're looking for the essence of that ore in the, in the metal, O-R-E. And you have to kind of clear out the impurifications. First you melt it down and then, you know, take out what's not really that, like the gold or the silver. And then, uh, then you kind of uh, let it solidify again and you have this pure form of gold, silver, or what, copper, or whatever it was that the ore kind of uh, you were mining for. So what you're talking about, I think, in the process, and yes, I've felt that too, and I've seen that, and I think that's an important uh, essential part, and we could be on that part for what we might think is a very long time, is the process of purifying, whether that's the mental field, the emotional field, the energetic field, and finally, you know, even the physical, the body purification. Yeah, you know, that's the thing I, I hear so often, what I hear is, I've been doing so much, I've been working on this for so long, and, you know, there's always the reminder of, well, we've had so many incarnations, <laughs> so even, you know, even a lifetime can feel like a long time of working on things, but in the bigger scheme, you know, um, it's kind of a, a, a dot in the, the kind of continuum of our being, um, and so, you know, I think it would be really excellent to to get a sense of what are some of the practices that we can really be diligent and deliberate about that are going to help accelerate and really build upon maybe even exponentially um, serve what has already been done you know we've already really been working in that whole meltdown process I love that metaphor um, you know we've really been in the melting down removing the impurities and so um, you know what are the things that we can actually implement um, as those practices to really take us even higher? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of great points you said uh, you just mentioned there, so I'll kind of just uh, touch on them and definitely uh, go over like a framework for uh, okay. what the type of yogic practices are and then how people, they may be actually doing practices that actually fit into that framework, whether that, you know, it doesn't have to be some formal um, spiritual path that they're on, but they may be doing things already. And then finally, maybe we can get into like how the Arcturian frequencies have been kind of adapted to that yogic framework. But just back again, yes, the idea of this purification, it's sort of like, I think people can really um, put their hands around this, is, uh, you know, sometimes there's a knot in our system, whether that's physical, it could be a physical knot, an energetic knot, or an astral knot, which is somewhere in the body. And and if you could see yourself being showered with the divine light, like when you wake up and do your morning meditation or you're going for a walk in the sun, and it's just that little knot there that kind of the light can't fully fill that easily. So that whole purification process is sort of unraveling or clearing those knots. And I, I think people have a lot of tools, and we can go over one tier. We can do some frequencies so that just like on the recording, if people want to use some Arturian frequencies in that process. But the, the, the idea here with the rainbow body, and this is basically transforming the physical body, it really comes down to a framework of the elements. So if people have studied this, whether it's in Tibetan Buddhism or Chinese medicine or Western esotericism, so our physical body is made up of, you know, five elements is usually the system in the Tibetan uh, yogic system. So it's space and then uh, getting more uh, kind of denser. Uh, air, usually they call it wind also because it, it tends to have a movement quality. Fire, uh, water, 
and then uh, earth. So, so you're basically going to transform those five energies in your system uh, through that kind of uh, smelting process or uh, purification of the, like if you could consider those your divine essences and maybe they start out uh, fairly pure because you worked on them in another life or they're just, uh, you know, you know kind of halfway there. And then you're going to use certain practices to make them really, really refined. If you could think of the most refined metal or the most refined perfume or smell, you're basically going to make your elements like that through the practices. And that's where you get the rainbow. That's where you get those bright lights mm. basically emanating from your uh, energy body, which maybe clairvoyance can kind of see when you've done a practice uh, or have done a practice for many years or, you know, many, yeah, in lifetimes. But, um, and then even your physical body then, because those five elements are make up your physical system. Right. Yeah, so so in the Tibetan system, the, the three ways you do that is through sound and then through light and then finally through the emanation of light. And I think that was kind of a key understanding where I didn't really, I, maybe I wasn't ready to see that. Or it's not very clearly saying, like, this is how you do rainbow body. <laughs> because unless you have a, um, a personal teacher who maybe either achieved it or had a teacher who achieved it or knows it, you know, they usually will transmit it to you. And so just so people can get a feel for that. So what about this? What's the sound piece? So many people might have, like, any mantras. Uh, people might have learned mantras. There's certain mantras that, um, that you chant or say that can transform those elements specifically. And I can give some examples, but just to go over the principle more. So basically, like if people have studied cymatics, you know, these are modern uh, understandings of how sound really can change our all the way down to our physical body, uh, physical cells. And so certain Sanskrit um, syllables or um, Sanskrit sounds actually are tones and vibrations that open up our channels and chakras. Uh, and many people here probably have a very, may have a very deep understanding of a yogic system, which has explained, uh, has explained that. So when you chant those mantras, let's say, that, are, that have Sanskrit in them, then it's kind of that you're basically bringing in a frequency and a vibration that will transform that element. So, uh, so for example, uh, the space element, the sound or the mantra is A, like uh, you could say E-H is how you would write it maybe in English. So uh, a mantra that would transform that, just to give people an example, is A-ho, shude, shude. And I'll just explain it. You know, maybe this isn't, maybe this uh, fits someone's kind of temperament or spiritual lineage, but at least to get the idea so you would keep repeating that, bringing in that frequency, and it would transform your space element. So A is the E-H, is the syllable for space, kind of pure space. Then Ho is like uh, infinite. It translates into infinite, H-O-H. -H. And then Shude Shude is basically means uh, purify, purify and clean. And so when you keep saying that mantra, maybe you say it you know, 100,000 times, they have this kind of count if people have studied any of those traditions yeah. you're just like and then you would imagine for space element it's blue it's like a dark blue so then now you add the light 
See, that was the sound, so you're chanting it. It's like bringing in a frequency, like an Arctur when we get to the Arcturian thing, uh, piece or framework, like we would bring in a Arcturian space uh, rainbow body frequency. Mm. Rather than saying the mantra, we would like ask the Arcturians to bring that frequency in. But then you yourself as a practitioner, the light piece, because it was a sound, light, and then kind of sending out light, you would imagine in your central core for space, to transform your space element, a dark blue color, like almost like it's radiating out of your central column all throughout your body. So you're adding now light. And, and that visualization is not just um, inert, like it's not just in your mind. It's actually, like as many people here know, like if you want to send prana to someone, you kind of maybe see them and then see your light coming out of your hand to them, even even by distance. So you see that dark blue, kind of lapis lazuli blue, like radiating out of your central channel to all your cells, as you say that, a ho shude shude. That would be like an example. Mm -hmm. I love that. I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of in the imagination of it. <laughs> the visualization yeah. of it. You took me right there. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. You know, I know the power. I use mantras every day, you know, consistently. And I love visualization. And that's one of the key things. Um, it's so profound. You know, I think sometimes we don't recognize the full power of the imagination, the visualization capacity of our being. And that when we actually imagine the light moving in and through, how powerful that truly is. I mean, you know, there have been times where I've done just simple practices like that, guided somebody through that, and they have had physical releases. Um, so it's so powerful. So the combination of the sound and the light is really beautiful. And um, yeah, I love the example. Um, I love the example that you gave there. So with the five elements, is that something that you're going to be teaching each of the mantras for those in the program that you're offering? Gene, I, I'm having trouble hearing you again. Yeah, now I can. Okay, yeah, that's, that's so peculiar. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, let's try to go for it. Thank you for letting me know. Let, and what I was going to say is let me just um, complete the, the other four elements just so people have the, the sense of what the, um, the mantra sound is and the color. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to go more in depth in that in the program and sort of, yeah, we could kind of maybe spend the entire time just on that. But the next one, so A was the space element. Uh, yam is the wind element. So it would be yam ho shude shude. And that's spelled Y-A-M, yam. So that would be, and then that, a green color, like a dark, uh, kind of emerald green. You'd see the emerald green in your central channel. And then calm is the water element. Uh, so calm, is, and you would see like a white translucent color. So then it would be calm, the uh, mantra is calm, ho, Shude, shude. So the ho shude shude is always the same, and then you're just changing the the syllable, the mantra syllable for the element. So calm for white. Then uh, I'm sorry, uh, calm for water, and the color is white or translucent. Uh, the fire element is ram, R-A-M. So it's ram ho shude shude, 
and you imagine a red kind of red um fire red emanating which makes sense for fire right. out of your yeah. and la is the earth element the la ho shude shude l a m uh, and then you would imagine a yellow it sort of makes sense kind of yellow yellow gold kind of for the earth and that radiating out of your uh, central channel and so then you would just do those in order yeah exactly exactly and then sort of there's like an overall mantra that's the one that's very specific with the very specific color and mm-hmm. each time you do a practice you could like spend maybe like 21 times on each one depending how much time you have or you could just kind of do my space element uh here you know today for this practice however long you set 15 minutes 10 minutes 30 minutes and then you're just repeating that mantra you know a whole Shude, shude, imagining the dark blue lapis lazuli kind of imbuing your entire system. Mm, beautiful. And so with that, you started to talk about, so what's the difference? We've got, we are envisioning and visualizing the light coming in. Now, where do the Arcturians come in? What is the difference and what is the distinction around what's coming in, um, you know, through the support of the Arcturian energies? Exactly. Yeah. So there's like basically a frequency for each of what I just explained for the mantra. There would be like an Arcturian frequency that would be uh, bringing like a vibration that would come in uh, and a person could also see that as a light or a color. And then you're basically asking the higher beings in this case area to do in that transformation. So in many respects, the mantras sometimes are linked or when you're vibrating the out of resonance and lineage, uh, you're connecting to those lineage masters or higher beings who have achieved that state. And so they're helping you while you do that. That's usually, I wouldn't call it a secret, but that's usually kind of like, um, usually uh, the metaphor I sort of feel is accurate to that is when you're connected to a lineage, it's like a bit like having a computer and, and now you have a Wi-Fi. <laughs> like you're you're kind of jack you're jacked into that particular you know set of higher beings who kind yeah. of your practice. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm thinking so. of that versus the old dial-up where you'd call in over the phone and then you couldn't use the phone and somebody's gone and then you'd have to wait and it was so slow and it'd do the ding and half the time it wouldn't connect. <laughs> That's kind of a good metaphor for sometimes the way that we feel in our bodies, you know, and it's like we're trying to dial in. We know that it's there, but we just can't get there. You know, um, I think that's actually such a good metaphor. It's like we want to really bring that in so it's just available. We don't actually have to dial in. It's just there available and we can just, um, you know, when we need it, use it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's so beautiful. And so what have you seen in doing this? What have you seen, you know, people come through? What is it supporting with, um, you know, of course, opening up, lightening up the body? Um, you know, the natural inclination is to recognize that there are going to be physical benefits. Um, you know, what have you actually seen shift for people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, actually, uh, this has all, all been it's completely new in terms of okay. applying it. Yeah, to people. Uh, it's more been an internal practice. And also kind of the difficulty in figuring out exactly what the practice was. 
uh, or maybe that was kind of where my own uh, personal evolution is. So these are basically brand new Arcturian frequencies, but maybe I can share what I've seen in myself and what I've seen in others who have done uh, practices like that kind of Tibetan practice. Uh, so on the consciousness level, it's more the clarity, clarity in thinking, uh, speed in thinking, because um, uh, and people here are very clairvoyant in your practice. Like when we're kind of, uh, usually we can, everyone can tell when someone kind of burdened with thoughts because maybe it's their posture. But then you kind of look around their head area, uh, almost like energetically. And sometimes it's almost, um, uh, connected to their hair because hair is very easy to pick up the energy of our thoughts. It's almost like a density in the head area. And you can see why if you could clear that energetically, then your thinking would be faster and would be more clear. So as you're doing some like that mantra practice or you bring in the Arcturian frequencies, it clears the mental body first, so there would be clarity and speed of thought. Uh, emotionally, it's kind of what I was talking about with um, bringing in the light and then if there's a knot, and I said it's on all levels, but a lot of those are emotional knots. And maybe it was something that we just kind of didn't like and couldn't get over. And so the light can't kind of penetrate uh, emotionally through that. So there's kind of a looseness. And what I've noticed is, yeah, when you can, because a lot of these mantras and these practices, they still your mind. And when I've seen the mind get really still for myself, I've recognized that most of our thoughts are just an overlay on reality. <laughs> so yeah. like, a, like a sports commentator, we're just basically commentating, um, a lot about what's actually happening and not directly what's happening. So, uh, and you can only see that really clearly is when your mind gets still, really still. And of course, meditation does that, but you get it in glimpses. So if you can get it on some sustained amount, you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm basically just overlaying on top of reality, this chatter or, or this commentary. <laughs> so, but anyways, a lot of when you clear those emotional uh, blocks, through whether it's the mantra practice or the frequencies, you get that um, recognition. Then uh, then going, I'll just uh, kind of quickly finish this. Then the etheric, you see that brightness coming through. There's like more light coming through. There's more energy because it's not being uh, blocked. Uh, and, and the thing about that is the resonance at all these levels. So because you're at a higher frequency, uh, you just don't go into resonance with either thoughts uh, feelings, I wouldn't say people, but maybe it's situations, physical situations that have kind of a, a lower resonance, unless there's a reason to help you see the path inside yourself. That's how you can kind of use all those situations that we may not think as, as uh, so ideal. They're actually just reflections of, oh, this is what I could uh, clear. Actually, it's what's coming out. And then finally, on the physical level, you are lighter. You even have more energy, and this was something that I had been exploring in different programs just recently. Actually, it's the offering, uh, the free offer on the, um, I think, the Arcturian um, metabolic fire, is mm -hmm. that you're, uh, when you're more light in your physical body, because there's actually yogic practices in the Tibetan rainbow body system where you actually look at the sun, and there's a lot of scientific evidence that that's very good for us for circadian rhythms and hormones itself. So there's this coalescence, but uh, you you have actually more ATP production, like our mitochondria is even more efficient. 
when you're, you're you're kind of lighter and full of light. Yeah, which means more energy, <laughs> more energy. So for those of you who are tired, <laughs> listen in on that part. Yeah, you know, I love that. I love how you shared about the overlays because that's one of the things that I see is that um, so often we, you know, we're plugged into what we think is real and it's not really real. It's like you said, it's these overlays and I'll see those overlays that like actually peel out once somebody has a new perspective or I can actually open to the paradigm, but they have to be held in a space where that overlay is kind of peeled back first and they can mm. see beyond it. And then it's like, oh, well, I don't need that. And then I see those peel out. Um, it's really wild, but it's, I mean, I love that doing this practice can really just help dissolve and release and clear those different dynamics. And because one of the things that I know with the physical body, like the more consistent, whatever we do consistently is what shows up in our bodies. We'll put it that way. So um, if we're in this consistent practice of using the mantras, visualizing the light, and then the, the even heightened support of the Arcturian frequencies coming in, um, you know, that has a profound impact at such a subtle level that you know, oftentimes what happens is we step into a new state of being without even realizing it. So then, you know, what happens, I loved when you were talking about, you know, we might have situations that come in um, because they're releasing out. It's almost like you you start to find yourself where things might occur, a situation where before you might have gotten plugged in and been like really upset about it. But now you're almost just observing going, oh, OK, well, that happened. You know, this is what I need to learn. And, and then you just move on. It's so much less emotional and energetic processing that occurs um and so that's what i'm seeing as the possibility for this is really moving into that state of being where it is that that greater vibrational light where it's the recognition of okay i can witness these things without getting plugged in or dialed into it so to speak i'm not actually resonating with that frequency or tuning into that radio station or whatever it might be um so that feels really supportive and strengthening yeah, loving okay, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I love what you said. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to, um, I'd love to kind of connect. We've got a couple questions here in the Q and A box. We've got hand raised. Um, so are you open to um, bringing some people on, taking some questions? Oh yeah, that sounds great. Okay, so let's start. We'll go to the phone line first. We're going to go to Pennsylvania. Last four digits of the phone number are 7358. Hello. Hello. Welcome. What's your name? My name is Sue. Hello, Amanda. Hi, Jean. Hi, Sue. Oh, thank you for taking my call. You don't know how much this means to me. Oh, well, you're welcome. Um, so is there something that you're wanting support with that, that we can bring to Jean here? Yes, please. I'm having a visual eyesight problem. They call it retinal degeneration. It got worse. I had an auto accident nine years ago with a severe concussion. I know the brain is the part which you see with. What is blocking me from seeing? Mm -hmm. Uh, you, had a, you said you had a concussion? Yes, I had it in both hemispheres, the right and the left. Um, I mean, I was hit with four airbags. <laughs> mm -hmm. The main part mm -hmm. where I got hit was in my right temporal area, and it seems mm -hmm. there's just something. It, I haven't been right since, and every year now mm -hmm. the eyesight is deteriorating. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So there are a couple of things I just mentioned from what I understand is a neurology and neuroscience, and then we can do some energy work, you know, which will work globally and on, um, you know, your eyesight and different parts of the nervous system. But yeah, that, you know, where you kind of get hit in the head, there's the portion where you get hit directly on the skull and that hits the brain uh, right there. But then because your brain's floating in what they like water, basically, it's cerebrospinal fluid. So it's uh-huh. not anchored. So it actually will move on the hit. So the place that's kind of right opposite, on the opposite side of the okay. hit, the direct hit, actually also gets hit against your skull. So that would probably be, since your right temple would be back on your left, sort of kind of left side, uh, left temple or towards the left, uh, depending on the angle. So, um, and these can affect the uh, vision areas. It may have affected directly like the eye and the retina, like you said, and the um, optic nerve. But then vision, a lot of what we see as vision is actually towards the back of the brain. That's where our primary visual cortex is. Um, anyways, we'll, we'll work on all of that here. Uh, we're going to use the, actually a, one of the element frequencies. It's not one of these rainbow body frequencies. Uh, these are more kind of alchemical frequencies, although they could help in healing. But the one that's maybe more healing is the, uh, that's coming through is the Arcturian fire frequency. Uh, does that sound good? Okay. 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 Great. Um, yeah. So I'll start it and it's actually for the, for you, uh, Sue, as well as the entire group, uh, who's listening, as well as anyone who would be listening in the future, uh, to okay. the recording. Yeah, and uh, you can, you know, we'll do the healing as you've uh, mentioned the intention. And then people who are listening, they can intend their own particular reason for how the frequencies work in their system. Or you can simply let them work wherever they need to. They have an intelligence, a divine intelligence. Okay, yeah, so we're starting the Arturian fire frequency at the physical, etheric, emotional, mental causal, spiritual, and divine level. Continuing to deepen the exposure to the Arcturian fire frequency.
continue with the final deepening of the Arcturian fire frequencies going deep into the nervous system to regain the vision, clarity, and sight, all the way to the cellular and DNA level. And that completes the exposure to the free. Mm. You can gently come back to your physical body now. <laughs> I wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> you went out on the journey, huh, Sue? <laughs> I feel like the side of my head isn't here anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's from that lightening up. Yeah, probably um probably it'll need some balancing with that I would guess a little bit maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels heavier on the left right now than the right. Mm-hmm. Like in the occipital area on my left. Mm-hmm. It just felt like somebody kept pushing me over to the left. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, there may have been some uh work done on that or the energies were working kind of to clear something on that end. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> always uh, the physical body always requires a little bit of assimilation. But, um, Jean, is that something where going deeper, you know, with the transmissions and the work that you're going to be doing would serve to to um, support the greater whole balancing of the brain? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll kind of be going uh, deep with the frequencies, which we'll uh, experience also here, uh, so Sue can get a chance to experience it at that level. And then with the kind of special offer of that kind of three days, you're really in kind of an energy healing field for the entire three days. Yeah. Why don't we have, I'd love to have you just share that and we'll come back. So again, you know, if you've got an issue that you'd like support with, you can write about that in the Q&A box. I see some of you have, or you can press star two to raise your hand. We'll come back to that. But Jean, why don't we just go ahead and have you share um, what you're going to be doing with people so that they'll know <laughs> um, as they're going in and doing these, they'll know, you know, what what to focus on and what, um, you know, what they'll want to take deeper. So if you're on the webcast page, you can click the button um, that says special offer, and that will take you to the page that kind of lays everything out if you want to follow along, or you can go to academyforthesoul.com forward slash gene nine, academyforthesoul.com forward slash gene and the number nine. Um, and you can see there what's available. I know I always like to be able to look at it. Um, so Jean, can you just walk us through this journey over three days with the Arcturian rainbow light frequencies that you're um, bringing forward for us? Yeah, yeah. Like I mentioned, it's sort of the kind of cutting edge material, uh, kind of synthesizing uh, a lot of these uh, ancient yogic systems with our kind of modern spirituality. You know, like we have the iPhone 14 or maybe it's up to 15. We sort of like uh, are at the, you know, unique, unique time to, yeah, transform, uh, learn from the past esoteric systems and combine them now with uh, sort of uh, these uh, higher frequencies, which like I think the Arcturians may represent uh, one uh, version of that. 
So these are Arcturian-based. Of course, your guides, the divine, will come through or are asked to come through. And then there's basically five uh, Arcturian frequencies that are going to be applied here. And they're very similar to what I just went over, you know, one for each of the elements. So like there's an Arcturian space rainbow frequency, uh, for example, and then so on through the five elements. And what each of those do is similar to that mantra, but with kind of an Arcturian version of that, like raising the frequency of the element. And then these three days, it's basically three sessions. And this has really been a great format of people who maybe are familiar with the call or, or some of the work that I've been doing. They're kind of be familiar with the framework. Of course, these mm -hmm. are new. Uh, and we meet for two hours. Uh, the first hour is basically a 50 to an hour uh, energy session. And so we'll be going through each of what I call the seven subtle bodies, which I somewhat talked about, but not maybe in seven systems. I kind of talked about the spiritual, the energetic, and then the physical. So that spiritual body in the seven subtle body system is I call the divine, spiritual, and causal bodies. So in each of those bodies, we'll be transforming the five elements with the Arcturian uh, rainbow frequencies, five element rainbow frequencies. That would be day one's uh, energy session. And then just to kind of skip and, and kind of talk about each of the other days in um, sequence, then we're going to work on the five elements to transform them, raise their frequency in the mental emotional body uh, in the day two. And that's sort of really an important uh, portion, you know, kind of making us feel lighter, clearer, uh, emotionally freer, and then uh, and radiating that. Uh, we didn't talk so much about that third component of the developing the rainbow body, which maybe we can get to. But it's like radiating out that light. Um, uh, so that was sound, light, and then uh, the third component was radiating out light to others or other um, kind of out to the universe. And then finally, uh, in this program, the, the third day would be the etheric, which is like that energy body. Like you said, like in your your energy field looks like a rainbow, uh, literally, because you're imagining all these colors. Uh, you know, and here would be the assistance of the Arcturians. And then finally, at the physical level, which is kind of really what the rainbow body represents is bringing the divine and transforming the elements all the way to the physical to to a very high degree. And so these, this would be the process to do that kind of with the help of the Arcturians. Um, yeah, the other thing just to mention is, uh, so that was kind of the first hour. And like uh, we mentioned, or like you asked, we'll kind of go deeper into what other traditions or practices are. Kind of, we kind of did a pretty good uh, um, exposure to some of the practices here with each of those mantras, which people can, you know, if that really resonates, they can use. And then we'll kind of go deeper so that's kind of the second uh, part of the second hour. And then we do uh, a meditation, like how do you do this meditatively? How do you bring these lights in to transform your um, uh, subtle bodies with uh, the five elements and with the help of these Arcturian frequencies? So we do a pillar of light, but with a kind of a rainbow body pillar of light meditation. Mm. And so you mentioned, you know, with the rainbow body, this helps to um, helps to really start to shift our physicality into more of that rainbow body expression. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, people have been developing these uh, abilities. They sometimes call them CDs or powers. They call them uh, spiritual gifts. 
and sometimes you'll see in a mantra they'll they'll actually say that the word fidi as f i d d h i it sort of means spiritual blessings you're asking for spiritual blessings whether it be from a higher being or from your higher self and so one of the expressions as we get lighter in which people do here is you know they they can become healers like they can heal they can send light out to others uh, their clairvoyance increases so they can see light because when you're, it's almost like when your windshield <laughs> is clear, then you can kind of see more clearly what's um, outside you. It's similar like when our light bodies uh, and elements get lighter, then uh, we have this higher perception um, more clearly. And so those are some of the benefits, uh, just speaking of like how does this uh, affect us now as we do the practices. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I so appreciate that because it's, it's almost like, um, I love the idea of the windshield. It's almost like we're trying to look through the spatter or, you know, like when you're driving and, and your cars are uh, tossing out mud or whatever, or dirt and the, it all gets coated. And then you're like trying to look around that and you go and clean it. It's like, oh my gosh, I can see so much better. Um, so I love that idea, um, that just kind of cleaning that up, opening up. But then really also the experience of the lightness in the body, the feeling tone of that as well and what that can mean. Um, you know, one of the most common things I hear from people is, you know, being so tired. And um, what I've witnessed is that so often we've got so much energy built into trying to hold these old paradigms into place because they've mm. kind of worked before. They've, you know, it's what we know. It's what's familiar um, and so, you know, being able to open up to see from a different vantage point, to perceive, feel, know, hear, um, you know, however we're perceiving those energies and have that available, that allows for an easier release of, oh, I don't need those old paradigms. You know, I don't need that because I can actually do this differently and to actually be receptive to that. So I think that's really, really important, um, you know, where we can start to move out of that idea of I have got to clear or release or get rid of or whatever. And really, you know, what am I stepping into and embracing and opening up to so that I can let all of that fall away naturally and organically? Um so really beautiful. I love this journey um, of the three days and really working through the energy bodies, working with the elements, bringing in those magical Arcturian rainbow light frequencies and what they bring. Really, really beautiful. So thank you for making this available um, available for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and it's uh, very dynamic. It's like, um, in, in a sense, by like... Um, preparing for this uh, talk and that program, it sort of like led to a lot more realization. And so there's always this dynamic interaction. It's like very synchronistic and interrelated, uh, all of us together and kind of uh, coming together. Absolutely. And, um, and well, and I love it too, because, you know, yesterday as we kind of launched into all of this, we were talking about how the earth itself is really going through its own evolution and upgrading its energy bodies. And so as mm. we do our part individually for ourselves, that's a support for the, the collective earth plane as well. It really supports this planet in which we're living right now. 
So um, just really beautiful symbiotic, you know, and, and in working with the Arcturian frequencies, well, now we're bringing another element of support here to ourselves and to the earth plane, really bringing in the cosmic energies as well. So I think, you know, it's just so beautiful to really start to look at where we're all kind of coming together, um, you know, and we're all recognizing that, oh, this is where we're going now <laughs> and and coming together to bring forth the different the different work that is really necessary collectively for us to bring this forward, to step into that greater light in the body and to really be in tune with what's being called for through us and to be paying attention to what are we doing consistently. So, um, you know, it's all naturally, like you said, um, I always think of it as divinely orchestrated, um, but it's really beautiful. So um, again, if you want to hop in on that, you can go to academyforthesoul.com forward slash G9 um, and get in for this deeper level of support, you know, just really, really lightening up the body, um, helping you to gain new perspectives and insights that are going to really create that greater freedom for you. Um, now, I have a question here in the queue box that kind of it relates in a way um, to what came forward with Sue. And it also, you know, kind of touches on what you were talking about. And this is from Melanie. And she's wondering um, about if you could run an Arcturian healing method frequency for visualization. She's saying, when she, I close my eyes, I can't see colors or shapes or anything except blackness and occasional white dots. Um, so is that something that we could do here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a frequency called the Metatron Melchizedek Arcturian Mandala Healing Frequency, mm -hmm. and it kind of brings in the energy and consciousness of those three uh, groups of beings, uh, Metatron, Melchizedek, and Arcturians. And, and we'll do that for Melanie for increasing uh, visualization power on all levels, all clairvoyance uh, levels, clairsentience, you know, clairgustation, uh, you know, um, smell even uh, with clairvoyance. And then uh, people who uh, have any intention that they want, then they can also apply that to the frequencies coming through. So beautiful. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, we're starting. We're starting with the Metatron, Melchizedek, Arcturian, Mandala healing frequency. It's coming through for Melanie's intention to increase her visualization abilities and powers. Also for everyone's intention who's listening, either live or on the recording, whatever specific intention you may be holding. You can also let this run in a quantum or open way, letting your own divine intelligence and the intelligence of the frequency apply it in whatever way is needed.
We're continuing to deepen this exposure to the Metatron, Melchizedek, Arcturian, Mandala healing frequency. that complete the exposure to the frequency? Mm. Thank you. That was really interesting. Um, You know, I felt a lot of energy coming through my heart on that one. And one of the things that I was hearing is like really opening to see with the eyes of the heart. Um, Mm. So often we get stuck in, in trying to synthesize and make meaning out of things in our minds. But, you know, when we can really witness through the eyes of the heart, we're, we're kind of looking from a whole different vantage point there. Um, So I think that was really beautiful. Um, Really, you know, being able to to connect in with that. And then of course, in the heart, we tend to hold so much um, sadness and grief and loss and memory of devastation and all those kind of energy. So I saw a lot of that starting to shift out for people. Um, that was really mm. powerful and beautiful. Um, we've got Joan who's asking about sleep. She says, I'm having you know erratic sleep. Sometimes I can't even get to sleep. Other times I fall asleep and then I'm almost always waking up in the middle of the night. Sometimes I have to go to the bathroom. Sometimes I'm just wired. Um, is there something that we can bring in for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, two nervous system frequencies. Uh, one called the Arcturian brain balancing. One called is the Arcturian neural net. And these are great to actually play uh, somewhat right before you go to sleep. Uh, but we can do that here just to help you with that. And uh, if you want, you can also just even play this little piece of the recording uh, right before sleeping uh, to get exposed to frequencies or, you know, just remember uh, this exposure and the energies will be there. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to start with the Arcturian brain balancing frequency. We're starting with the Arcturian brain balancing frequency to assist in a deep, restful sleep.
continuing to channel the Arcturian brain balancing healing frequencies. Now we're channeling the Arcturian neural net frequency. Again, this can be utilized for whatever a person's specific intention is, particularly around the brain, recovering or healing the nervous system, upgrading the nervous system, and also in this case for deep sleep. And that completes the exposure to these two brain frequencies. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for that. Yeah, a lot of busyness, overwhelm. Um, I kept hearing mm. procrastination. You know, all the all the things we have that we're holding in our mind that that slow things down, kind of just starting to to move out. Um, Ooh, so beautiful. I think maybe let's do one more and then maybe we can go into the um the group process for the physical body. Um mm. we've got Sarah here is asking about she said, you know, I feel this overwhelming heaviness. Like even, you know, in these moments of meditation, I can get to where I'm feeling lighter. But then, you know, as soon as I step out of that and move into the day-to-day life, I feel heavy again, even sometimes agitated, but just feeling like the heaviness, the weight, um, almost like I can't move sometimes. You know, what can we, is there something that I can do for that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's these uh, very advanced Arcturian frequencies that are all based on time. So uh, the one that's sort of coming through with um, Sarah, Sarah's request, yeah. Uh, is the time initiation. It's called time initiation. It sort of allows us to connect to the um, fluid, holistic nature of time, and then that affects our entire subtle body system and create that light. It'll create that lightness inside her. Okay. And and everyone else, uh, if you have a specific intention, uh, unique to yourself, you can also specify that now in the energy. So we're starting with the Arcturian time initiation healing frequency.
continuing to deepen the Arcturian time initiation healing frequency. We're entering the third deepening cycle with the Arcturian time initiation healing frequency. And that completes the exposure to the Arcturian time initiation healing frequency. Mm. Beautiful, yeah. <laughs> that one was looking like they're um, almost like disjointed energies kind of being, rest- you know, restored into unified flow through the body was what I was witnessing with that one. Really beautiful. Mm. Um, which makes sense, you know, being in the flow with time rather than kind of compartmentalizing. Um, Wow. Wow. Thank you for those individually um, focused uh, transmissions. It's so powerful to witness, you know, how, how the different frequencies serve different roles. And um, it's really fascinating because, you know, I'm seeing kind of general tendencies within the field, but then I'm also seeing how they really, um, are specialized for each person. It's like exactly what you need coming forth for you. And I think that's so beautiful. There's such an intelligence to what is occurring that is beyond what we can necessarily, might not even necessarily realize. So I think it's so beautiful to witness that. Um, so thank you for offering that up. Um, oh, yeah. I would love, um, I would love to have us move into the rainbow body frequencies for the physical mm-hmm. body. Um, process, if you're open to that. Yeah, yeah, let me uh, just do a short description and then uh, we can experience that. Uh, so these are the new frequencies uh, in the Arcturian healing method, and uh, we're going to run actually five uh, simultaneously on our physical body. And as we were kind of mentioning before, the five are working with the five elements to use sound, you could say sound and light in this case with the Arcturian frequencies, to transform, transmute, to raise those five elements to the higher level. So there's the Arcturian space element, rainbow frequency, the Arcturian wind or air element, rainbow frequency, the Arcturian fire element, rainbow frequency, the Arcturian uh, water element, rainbow frequency, and then finally the Arcturian Earth element, rainbow frequency. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So people can just relax and just uh, receive. 
perceive whatever may be going on in your system. We'll start. So we're running the five Arcturian element rainbow frequency, particularly on our physical body, to bring more light into the five elements of our physical body. entering a second deepening phase, applying the five Arcturian element frequencies for space, air, wa air, wind, fire, water, and earth to our physical elements. You may start to feel a lightness in your physical system. And also imagine those five rainbow colors, either all of them or can focus on one that's coming through or one that you intuitively like at the moment. They're radiating out of your central pillar out into all your cells, your energy field. Just as a quick review, it could be the lapis lazuli blue for space or the green for the air, wind, or the red, fiery red for the fire. It could be the clear or white for the water, or the yellow for the earth element. You can also work to assist the frequency with your own imagination or your own light your consciousness. We're entering now the third and final deepening phase. 
going deeper into ourselves, the elements of ourselves, our DNA. Most of our cells are made of water, as we know, which carry the frequency and vibration and the light throughout our physical body. We know from the work of Matsuro Moto that our intentions, our thoughts, crystallize the water, affect the water of ourselves in a certain way. We're bringing through the highest divine thought, highest divine light to change that water structure. with the assistance of the Arcturians and your guides. That completes the process of the Arcturian five elements, rainbow body frequencies, particularly applied to the physical body. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Mm. So powerful. You know, I'd love to hear. I know I've been giving feedback from, for, for those of you listening in, I'd love to hear if you want to write in, um, you know, what your experience with that was. I mean, it's so beautiful. I know there were parts of my body that were lighting up, but I was kind of surprised. I didn't really think, you know, there was much going on there. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I saw light energies really moving into different spaces of the body that were in a little bit uh, need of support, Um, but then also that were just wanting to open. So that was really special. Um, You know, I I always think of our body as like this beautiful conduit, like every little space of our body every organ, every tissue, you know, there's so much spaciousness that is actually within our body. We're actually more space (laughs) um, Mm. than not. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I always love to, to witness the different ways in which our body is wanting to open and really seeking to open up to receive more light. And this is such a gracious way for that to come in. You know, there's such a gentleness, but yet a power and a potency to it that's really beautiful such a beautiful combination and almost kind of the exact order of what's needed, right? We don't want to force things out, but at the same time, we do need a power um, to really hold that vibrational space to allow the things that don't match what really organically is naturally meant to be to release. So, I mean, I just thought that was so beautiful, so powerful. I really appreciate you um, bringing that forward for us here today. Oh, yeah. And thanks for pointing that out. Actually, in the uh, yogic praxis of the transformation of the elements for the rainbow body. Uh, it does occur, they really recognize the space element, uh, both as, like you said, um, most of our cells or most of our physical uh, reality is space, and they recognize that all this transformation is occurring within uh, deep open space. Yeah. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember sitting in my chemistry and materials class and we were, we were looking at the the molecular makeup of substances and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's more space than anything." <laughs> and that really surprised me. That was way back before I ever explored anything like this, but it's just really amazing how um 
how things, you know, they, they appear to be so solid, but they're not, not as solid as we might think. So, you know, it really speaks to the capacity for us to vibrationally shift and transform in ways that are really what we perceive as magical, but it really is the natural state and the natural order. So bringing that back in and, and allowing us to restore that is, is such a beautiful gift that you are giving us here. Um, so I know I really appreciate that. I know all of you listening in um, appreciate that as well, um, because there's, you know, our body really does want to be in that natural state. It's just that, you know, in some ways we've gotten so far from that, we've just got to find our way back. Um, so really, really special. So Jean, thank you so much um, for all that you've shared here. If you want to go deeper into the experience of these rainbow light frequencies, I mean, they are profound. Um, make sure you hop over to academyforthesoul.com forward slash Jean 9 and get signed up for that experience to go deeper within. Um, you know, I can only imagine we just got a taster of that, but really going in and focusing and honing in deliberately on our energetic body system and um, the physical body and really bridging all of that and having that deep, deep um, reorientation is really going to have some amazing impact. So I can't wait to hear on the tail end what you have all experienced. So again, academyforthesoul.com forward slash G9 to get all signed up for that and you'll get all the info on how to connect once you do that. Um, so, Jean, thank you so much. Um, anything that, you know, we missed or that you want to make sure everyone knows before we leave here today? Oh, yeah. Thanks again, Amanda, for the great, great questions and just the insight and, and comments and, and your perceptions and just creating this space and everyone here also for, like I mentioned, it was very synchronistic and synergistic uh, kind of bringing this through. And the only thing that, that was coming through also is, in, in my experience, is the elements, uh, even before I kind of really started to maybe be more conscious of the rainbow body aspect, um, I was already starting connecting with the elements, but more from a shamanic model where the elements are actually spirits, like spiritual consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the only thing I kind of maybe would suggest or leave if it resonates with people is that you can connect with those um, elements as a, like almost like a guide or a spiritual angel, like the space element as a spirit, the uh, water, the wind, the air, the fire. And they actually will start teaching you uh, things very directly. It may seem like the, it, things just happen in your life and they present themselves. And then you realize, oh, this is actually a fire element. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. And, and this probably, they're probably giving you kind of a communication without actually having to speak in your mind. Uh, but just by how they orchestrate things in your reality. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know I that takes me back. To, um, one of my favorite cartoons to watch with the girls when they were younger was The Last Airbender. And we, we would mm. just play with, we, you know, just like open the mind to, ooh, you know, like, you know, what can I do? How can I really work with these elements? you know, in my own world. And we would just play with that and have fun with that. So I love the idea of really bringing our attention and actually recognizing those elements as spiritual beings within us, within our world, you know, that we can interact and engage with. I think the more that we honor and respect, um, you know, what we're really made of, who we really are, and all the energies that go into that, I love that perspective of bringing that spiritual um, recognition of those elements in. I, that gave me chills when you said that. So thank you for that. Um, so beautiful. 
Oh, my goodness. Well, what an enriching time that we've had here. I'm so grateful that you have come here and joined us and that you've brought forward these beautiful, beautiful um, rainbow light frequencies and brought our attention to the rainbow body and really, you know, open up this discussion. This is such, again, alignment with what, you know, I've been seeing and perceiving and, and what we wanted to bring forward through this. So you really started us off strong here, Jean. So thank you for all of you listening in. You called this forward. You were part of this co-creation. So thank you. Thank you for calling Jean into the space and calling this information out through us as the conduit for what you are calling forward. You know, whether you're here with us live or listening on the replay, you helped to bring this information to light. You called this forward. And, um, you know, I know that you are also willing, open and available to bring this lightness into the world and into your body and into your life. And it's so needed. And so I just want to recognize, honor, acknowledge and let you know that I appreciate you. We appreciate you um, being here with us as well as these co-creators for these energies to come in. And, of course, we want to give thanks to our guides, angels, guardian angels, all the high-level beings of love, light, power, and service, our higher selves, the divine, all the reishis, oracles, devas, the Arcturians, all the beautiful beings that have been here in collaborative co-creation elements um, with us here today, just getting into gratitude in our hearts and giving thanks out loud. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. And just sending infinite waves of love and blessings until we meet again on the next call. Many, many blessings. Love to each and every one of you. Take care and bye for now. <laughs>